a home. And God calling many of those to serve him. I believe if you got anything in your heart, that God, if God has given you anything, I believe you should be able to pass it down. If God has made you a believer, you should be able to pass it down. How many say amen to that? Give me the next slide. So that is Brother Moges now. That picture was taken, I think, last year. Or early this year. As a pastor of the church. In Addis Ababa. Give me the next slide. So these are some of the ministers in Ethiopia. They all started in our little fellowship that we had. We had a church in the underground of a building. Underground. And so I was telling the people, this is seed sowing time. And we are sowing seed. The seed of the word. It must bring forth of its kind. So I'm happy to see that most of those brothers that were there are now preaching this message. So this is Brother Gilmai over here. It's the one who married Sister Yodit. They have a wonderful family, different children. He's a preacher. Now he's, uh, he's been, I've been hearing from him, he's going around the country preaching. Especially in the southern areas. So that's over Brother Aseged. He has also been here. And Brother Moges. Brother Aseged is... Um, is now like the associate of Brother Moges. And over on the extreme right is Brother Ephraim. Brother Ephraim and my wife adopted him as our son. And uh, uh, we are so glad to see him also coming into ministry. Amen. Uh, I will actually show you it's like, it's like uh, ministering in another church which were started in another city. Next slide. So this is the church in Addis Ababa. Praise God. Hallelujah. Next slide. This is the same church. That brother there. Brother his name is Brother Tim. He's the one that uh, sponsored our first trip as a gift to our honeymoon. So here he had gone to have meetings with them. Give me the next slide. That is still the church. Sister Yodit is over there. Next to her is uh, 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 the wife of Pastor Moges. She's from Kenya. Next to her is the mother of Brother Ephraim. This sister was always sad because she lost her husband. But her husband died after believing this message. But a few we, months after, you know, being in the church. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. And all the sadness went away. 
man, I can give you testimonies of almost each of them. If you see this man here over there, that's the man that God rose from the dead. Who the people called the second Lazarus. And uh, the whole village is now believing because of you know, of his resurrection. I said this message is alive. There is nothing our God cannot do. The man was dying with TB. In Uganda, we would send here Simba Yechitoke. But God raised him up again. Put flesh back on his bone. You know, gave back his hair and tuberculosis went away out of his body. I said, praise God. That is the God of this message. So I have seen so much even in Ethiopia for someone to make me doubt that God is in this message. Praise God. Give me the next slide. So this is the church now in Awasa. Uh, there are also quite a few, uh, several people there. Give me the next. That's still Awasa and that's Ephraim. Ephraim ministers in Awasa. Currently Ephraim, of course, you know, married here in Uganda. And he's uh, currently in Entebbe right now with his family. Unfortunately, he was not able to make it to church. Uh, but um, I'm traveling on Tuesday together with him to Addis Ababa. Although I will not be uh, necessarily going with him on the onward journeys in Ethiopia. So the church was established there. The church is moving on, growing under the pastorship of Brother Moges. And now, and now give me the next slide. I'm asking you to please pray. Because I'm returning now. Back again to Ethiopia. This time, I'm going into the new area. And I'm asking you to please pray. That what God did then, He will be able to do it again. Amen. Is a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did before, he can do again. Amen. And he, we cannot duplicate what he has done. But he does the same thing over and over, over again. again. So I have this. These are places that God has placed on my heart to go to. Um, and so I, I ask you for your prayers. I'll be away for about 10 days. Less or more. Depending on how God us. But only for one weekend I'll be away. So, uh, next Sunday. We are having Brother Edison Echwadu. Uh, is coming to minister, so please come and be here. We have our services on Saturday, on, uh, on Wednesday and Friday. And the brothers will be ministering to us. So today I'm going to speak to you. How many thought that that was good for you to hear? Amen. Amen. 
it's good for you to know where your pastor is going and Chirunji. what he's going to do. So you can give me money to support me on the trip. But also so you can pray for me. So uh, without knowing all this, you cannot have the burden to pray. There's a lot I've not told you. But just know God has been moving in Ethiopia. And he has not used only me. He has used my wife. He has used Brother Paul. He has used Brother Timothy in Kenya. He has used many others. And he's continuing to use many others as he brings his seed. Amen. Shall we stand as we go to the scripture now. I think I'll preach, of course, for a shorter time. But usually by one, we are always getting done. Amen. Let us go to the book of Luke. I'm going to take part two. Uh, of course, this was under the, the series of the message of the hour. And specifically I was speaking on rescue the perishing and so this will be part two of that sermon so I'm taking um, verses 30 10 verse 30 we will read up to verse 37 to remind ourselves so let's first uh, ask speak to the Lord Lord Jesus Father you know that I'm always nervous when I'm speaking to your children because I realize it's not my ability or my knowledge. It is your grace that has enabled me to stand before them. They are the purchase of your blood. Give me grace tonight as I speak with them, Lord. Guide my lips, my mind. Consecrate me now, Lord. And also give them the understanding and the spirit with which to hear. May they receive whatever will come from you. Bless us now, Lord. And even the interpreter. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So we are reading uh, from verses 30. Thank you, Brother Marvin, for helping me. Brother Isaac, God bless you. So, uh, and I certainly appreciated all the special songs and and the first service brother Martin and brother Isaac God bless you verses 30 and Jesus answering said a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among, um, among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed leaving him half dead I think we can take it verse by verse. Yes, Sunadamunagamanti, Wali Womuntwe Yaliava, a Yerusalemi, Ngasere Ngete Yeriko, Nagwamubatem, Nebamuambula, Nebamukube Migo, Nebagenda, Nebamulekangabula Kokatono Kufa. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when 
he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and when he saw him he had compassion on him. And went to him and bound up his wounds powering in oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two spence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay. And Verse 37, and he said, he that showed mercy on him, then said Jesus unto him, go and do thou likewise. Because Jesus asked the man, which of these three thinketh thou? was the neighbor unto the, the man that fell among the thieves. And he said the one that showed him mercy. And he said God do thou likewise. Amen. God do thou likewise. Amen. While maybe we are still standing, brother, can we sing mercy rewrote my life? Just that small chorus. And, and then we shall sit and hear what the Lord has to say to us. Masi rewrote my life. Masi rewrote my life. And I should have fallen my Should 
Come on, everybody, join me now. Oh, yes, mercy. Rewrote my life. Rewrote my life. Oh, yes, mercy. Rewrote my life. Will I should have fallen my Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to be a little bit fast, so I pray that you be attentive. Together and see what the Lord, the Holy Spirit has for us this morning. God bless you, musicians. You may have your seats, please. So this man had fallen from his first estate. This man was walking from Jerusalem to Jericho. Is, is that a good thing? He was walking from where? Jerusalem to? Jerusalem. That's a bad road. He was supposed to go from Jericho to Jerusalem. Jeru Jerusalem, the city of God. But, but this man was backslidden. Of course, in the Anglican church and the other denominations, they read this story as just a story. But we look at it spiritually. Here. The man was moving from Jerusalem to Jericho. Jerusalem is the city of God. But he was going to Jericho. But he was supposed to come from Jericho to Jerusalem. So well, this is a sign that the man was backslid. The man was going the wrong direction in life. The man needed a savior. He was a lost sinner. And that's why the thieves came and ganged up against him and beat him up. You see, he, he was moving from perfection to sin. From the image of God to a worldly, fleshly nature. But, but here is what changed this life, uh, the, the life of this man. The good Samaritan came. The good Samaritan. Amen. When the priest came, he looked the other way. When the Levite came, he looked the other way. But when the priest, when, when the Samaritan came, oh, he felt compassion for the man. And he went to him and he, he took care of the wound. We talked about that in the first service. He powered oil in the wound. He, he powered the, uh, you know, wine in the wound. And then he bound it up and he took him to the inn. Oh, we talked about that in the first service. So if you miss it, go and listen to that. But I want to show you today 
Jesus is that Samaritan. Yes, you are like that man. When you were lost in sin, in trespasses, amen, in all the bad things that the people do out there. And let me also say this. Whenever we talk about lost souls, many times people think it is people doing bad things. People drinking, people smoking, people telling lies, adultery, theft. But really a sinner does not mean a man or a person who is doing those things. You remember there was a man that came to Jesus one day. And this man was a, a good man. He was a Christian man, so to say. He had done all the laws. Obeyed them from the time he was a child. He had not killed, he had not stolen, he had not coveted, he had obeyed the Sabbath laws. He had done every good thing that you know. And when he came to Jesus, he felt that there was still a void in his heart. There was still an empty space that only Jesus can fill. So he came to Jesus and he said, good man, what can I do to receive eternal life? Jesus told him, why do you call me good? Only God is good. In other words, Jesus was telling him, if you come to me, you have to realize I am more than just a good master. I am God himself. If Jesus said only God is good, it means and the man was calling him good master so, what does that make Jesus it makes him God in flesh hallelujah Amen. so the first thing Jesus answered the man yes, you have to realize I am God you have to realize when you come to Jesus that this is God when you come to the word when you come to the message you have to realize this message is Christ and so at that moment Jesus talked to the man and said go and do the works of the law you know all of them but the man answered Jesus and he said I've done them since I was a little child and so Jesus answered he said you have done all of them but only one You've not done. One thing. Oh my God. I can preach on that one time. This one thing. This one thing you have not done. He said go sell all your goods to the poor. Go sell all your goods and give the money to the poor. After you have done that. Come and follow me. This man. Had so many riches and when he spoke to Jesus he saw all his riches going away did you know that when you have an encounter with Jesus you should witness all your riches going away I always preach and I tell people when you come to Jesus you should suffer loss in order to attain eternal life 
You must count your losses. You must forsake all. Someone asked me, even my ambitions. Yes. Even your ambitions. You place your ambitions at the altar. And tell him, Lord, I surrender all. Everything I am. Everything I want to be. All my future. All my life, all my plan, all my ambition, I surrender all to you. That is the place you are supposed to arrive at. So this man, in the face of the encounter with Jesus, he realized he was going to suffer a huge loss. That is why it is very difficult for people to get saved when they hit a certain age. I'm telling you. Our prophet says that. It is difficult. When they hit a certain age, they get into more of their ways. They get engraved in their ways. They become stachy. It becomes difficult for them to live something. It becomes difficult. And when it reaches a certain age, it becomes almost impossible. Now you will know why my ministry is concentrating on the youth. Because most of our other souls, the seed of God, will always hear about Jesus when they are still young. Yes, Read your Bible. Abraham met him when he was young. Isaac met him when he was young. Jeremiah met him when he was young. David met him when he was young. It is in your youth that you should begin serving God. Does it mean that old ones cannot get saved? Sure, they can get saved. I only say it is difficult. But nothing is impossible for God. Praise the name of the Lord. And so this man, he had come to the place where he had attained so many riches and it was difficult for him to bow down and accept Jesus his ways how can I sell everything everything now to us does not mean houses cars lands and riches everything that may not mean that Jesus was not in really bringing a doctrine that we should be poor in order to be saved but he was trying to say whatever you have surrender it at his altar be ready to give up anything for Jesus Yes. Are you hearing me this morning? Yeah. Are you ready to give anything? Anything. If you are not ready, then you are not ready to be a disciple. But if you are ready to give up anything for Jesus, then you are ready. Come on. Let us walk on this journey together. That's what I deceive. They gave up everything for Jesus. Everything they knew. Everything they had. Everything they desired to attain. They surrendered it. 
But let me tell you when you surrender everything at the altar You receive much more Much more than you envision to ever attain There is nothing equal Or can be equated to eternal life Eternal life That has no end I don't think that we are going to be in that life full of loneliness and poverty. It's going to be a life full of plenty. A life full of joy. That is where we are going. That is what we are working for. That's why we are preaching the gospel. Because there is a land that is fairer than day. And by faith we can see it. We may not have a taste but by faith something on the inside has convinced me something on the inside has convinced us there is a better life there is a better country hallelujah and by faith I am going to go there are you going to go there by faith we are going there hallelujah glory to God and this man, it was difficult for him. And he went away. Sad in his heart. Any man that comes under the influence of the word of God. And rejects it. Cannot remain the same. Did you know there is no one who can ever come under the preaching of the word and remain the same? He may not believe it. But his life will never remain the same. This man was flat but he went away sad. I don't care how you came here today. This word of God you have two options. You are going to walk away sad or you are going to be happy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why I love preachers. Who preach us happy. The word of God must make us happy. Even when you came sad. Even when you came in sin. Even when you came low downcast. When you came poor. When you came hopeless. When you hear the word. The word rescues you out of that situation. And the word makes you happy. The word the word gives you joy. The word gives you a different attitude. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so, it doesn't mean that sinners are those who do the bad things. Sinners, we are sinners if we refuse what God says. That man walked away a sinner even when he had never done any bad thing in his life. You may say, you may say I don't need to be saved because my life is pure. I am I'm saved. I don't kill, I don't fight, I don't fornicate, I don't commit. Why do I need to go to church? I am good. You are not good. You are so bad and you need salvation. You need to change. How do you change? Your mind to change. Your thoughts to change. 
Everything in you to change. Your life to die. And the life of Christ to come into your life. The life of Jesus should come and take over. And that is what we are talking about rescuing the perishing. There are many people who are perishing in our generation. They don't know the message. They don't even know God sent a prophet with a message to rescue the perishing. They are perishing in wrong doctrine. They are perishing in sin. They are perishing in traditions of men. They are perishing. But God has given us a message. It's a power full end time message which is able to rescue the perishing. Hallelujah. I'm preaching like this because I've seen it work. Behind every picture I've shown you there is a big testimony of how God can rescue the perishing. I've seen lives who were on the verge of destruction not taking them with the power of the world changing them over people who are sad and lonely and depressed but when the word came their way God changed them over let me tell you the message has power Tell your neighbor, two people, tell them the message has power. The message has power. Someone dying on the hospital bed. The hospital, the doctors had given up on him. But what changed his life? It was not me a preacher. Me, I was just a housekeeper. But let me tell you, it was this message. It was the God we are serving. It was Jesus Christ. He rescued him out of and I'm telling you we have a powerful message and with this message God wants to rescue a generation it's up to you especially you young people it is up to you to live your life miserably or to live your life purpose the day I received this message at 15 years I thought I found life purpose my life received meaning I knew I had a commission I knew I had I had a vision. I knew I had a mandate that no man gave me but God, by his word, by the revelation of the word, he gave me. And we are stewards. What we know, we are stewards. This is more than baptism in Jesus' name. This is more than just a teaching on one God. This is just more than holy living. This is God himself coming down to live in the life of men and women and cause them to do the same thing that Jesus did. What did Jesus do? He rescued the perishing souls. Souls of men that are perishing in sin. Oh, let me tell you. We have a deeper mandate. Praise God.
He came for us. John 10 10 he says, The thief cometh not, but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come. Jesus is come. That they might have life. That they might have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh glory to God. He has come that we might have life. Not just life. But abundant life. Hallelujah. Oh my God. Let some two people here receive revelation of what I'm talking about. What is life? Abundant life. The life in Christ is abundant life. You may have all the money in the world, but if you don't have Christ, you don't have life. But if you have Christ, you have abundant life. Your life is full, filled over, overflowing. That's why you have joy. Hallelujah. Amen. The life of Jesus gives you joy. Even when you go through temptation, you don't fear death. Why? Because Jesus is with you. As David is saying, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I have no fear. I have no fear. Why? Not because in his power, not because he's intelligent, not because he was a king. Not because he had money. Are you hearing me today? But there is something he had. He had Jesus. He said because. I have no fear. Because. Thou art with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. He said I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Because you are with me. That is abundant life. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And Luke 10 verse 34. And, and he went to him and bound up his wounds. Powering in oil and wine. We spoke about that part in the first service. And then he set him on his own beast. And brought him to an inn. And took care of him. That's the part I want to dwell on. The first thing. As we saw in the first service, the first thing that Jesus does, he powers in oil and wine. When he finds you in a life of sin, when he finds you in the Christless life, what does he do? First of all, he gives you revelation. By the hearing of the word, revelation comes. When you hear a preacher preach, even now as I'm preaching to you, revelation is coming. Revelation is striking you. What is that? It is Jesus powering in your wounds. Wine. He's powering wine. Wine is revelation. The stimulation of revelation that comes by the preaching of the word. Why do you think when we hear the word we become excited? Why do you think when you hear the word you feel like shouting? Some, some people tell me, oh, I felt like shouting. If you felt like shouting, then shout. Then shout. 
If you feel like clapping, then clap. If you feel like jumping, then jump. Quench not the spirit. Why do we feel those things? The stimulation of revelation. We have drunk enough wine. The wine of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why when the drunkard has drunk, he doesn't feel ashamed. Right now, I cannot do what I'm doing if I'm not drunk. But I can tell you right now, I am drunk. Right now, I'm drunk. When the alcohol wears off, when the wine of the Holy Ghost, the wine of revelation, when it wears off, I will be humble again. But until then, excuse my shouting. Excuse my running around. Why? Because I'm drunk. I'm drunk. And when you are drunk one time, shame will disappear. Shame will not disappear. You don't care who sees you. You don't care who feels bad about you. All you know is the joy that comes by the wine. Our wine is the revelation of the word. The stimulation of revelation. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then he powers in the oil. The oil of the Holy Spirit. Stimulates <laughs> your revelation by the Holy Ghost. And then he brings you into the inn. Now he took this man and poured oil and wine and carried him all the way into the inn. Now listen, my part tonight, I want to dwell on the inn. Now I want to quote for you here from the message Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever. 1958 it was preached. He says if we can get ministers to cooperate so that the man when he is converted he can have a church home to go to. You turn him back out into the devil's big pen. And then you turn him over there again. Then he will come back again just like he was. Many people when they get saved and you don't find a church you will go nowhere. And you go back again to the things you left. That's why we have churches. Churches are a way of God to heal us. People talk about um, um, how do they call those places where people go for uh, please somebody throw the name to me. No. Places where people go for rehabilitation. Where people 
or people, you know, those people who have been on drugs and they've lost their way. They are taken into rehabilitation center. They call it rehab. Oh, praise God. Jesus has his rehab. Oh, glory to God. Amen. He found this man maimed and beaten. Battered. He had wounds all over. When he powers in oil and wine, he doesn't tell him now go to your home. But what does he do? He sends him to his rehabilitation center. Hallelujah. Yeah. He, saw, he took him there. That's what church is. Church is a rehab. This is where things change. This is where the action happens. Whenever you come in here, you go out. When your wounds are healing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But if you get saved and you don't come to church. You don't find a church which you call your home or, or church home and you attend regularly. Then you've lost your way. You will not be healed totally. We believe every Christian must have a home church. A place where you attend regularly. A place where you support with your money. A place, where you, a place where you support with your attendance. A place amen, that you support the cause. But it's even more than a place. It's a ministry that suckers you. That, that brings you healing. That brings you, that's why last Sunday I told you. If you're under a ministry and you're murmuring, 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 and that ministry is not helping you. Why? Even if the pastor will be anointed, preach, you will not be helped if you are not believing in his ministry. If you don't believe in a pastor's ministry, it's time for you to find another person where your, your life can be bathed can be healed can be delivered it's a ministry that helps you are you hearing me are you hearing me church so now we find here that when Jesus saved, uh, redeemed or rescued this man he brought him to an inn. And he found this man. You know, Brother Manamia says, but if you got a place that you can direct him to, like Jesus with, with a Samaritan, he taken him to the inn. He said a good Samaritan taking the falling man into the inn. We got to have a place like that. You see now like in Ethiopia for instance, when you see me or anybody going to Ethiopia, our purpose is not to start a church or a religious order or a religious denomination or organization. The purpose of evangelism is to start 
to bring to rescue souls kutasa meme to rescue souls kutasa meme from the enemy jiverio mulabe of sin deceit religion when we rescue them we need a place to take them that's why churches are started if someone now believes by my ministry in Addis Ababa, I just send him over to the church. If it's another place, I just start another church. That's why you don't be surprised to hear more churches starting in Ethiopia. Why? Because our purpose is to rescue souls. Not in Ethiopia only. But also here in Uganda. We do not. Our place. Is not to start churches. But if God sends a ministry. To every city in Uganda. And souls get saved. If there is no church nearby. We start one. And I'll tell you, we shall start them. Why? Is it the church? Is it the organization? No! We have no desires in those things. Brother Banam said this. I didn't bring a message to start some church or an organization or some kind of following. A true God called preacher will not preach to have a following. Message believers, are you hearing me this morning? We are not seeking for her to have a following. That oh, I have this many following me. Oh, I have this many churches under me. We have no desires in those things. The desire of a child of God. A true God called minister. He has a spirit, a soul of rescuing the dying souls out there. That is our burden. We will do everything we have to do. Sometimes you even have to help them financially. Many times, even in this church here, we give them transport. For what? For me to benefit? No! We are rescuing them. We have to do everything in our power. That's why, brother, every coin you give, every money you give, you are not giving it to a system. You know you have to know the vision. Our vision is to rescue the perishing. That is our burden that we have. That's why this church stands. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That is the difference between us and the denominations. The denominations are seeking for membership. So, oh, now we have this many members. Oh, now we have this. Oh, we have a church. We have a school. We have a building. We are the best in the country. We have the biggest number. All that is nonsense. We are looking to rescue souls. Souls of dying men and women. Rescue them. Away from the hands of the devil. Away from the clashes of Satan. Jesus rescued them. That's some here. There is some here that's been wounded. Lord is praying. The enemy has shot darts of sickness into their body. And afflictions. There are warriors laying here on the battlefield. 
that would be up and going if they could. But they are must be taken to the inn where, t- where the caretaker is to take the inn. Is where you find a caretaker. The ministers. The inn. Amen. Where is the minister who take care of you? But the problem. People have gone to the wrong inns. You find they are going to the inn. Let me tell you, people have problems. Because people are supposed to have problems. People have wounds. People are going through a lot of things. That is how it should be. And the devil knows that. And the Bible says he has made himself the angel of light. And his ministers. The ministers of righteousness. Now, where are his ministers? Tell me. Do you know where they are? They are in the church. Some of them, even as I'm talking now, they are preaching like I'm preaching. And people don't know. Oh God, I'm That's the spirit of our age. Laodicea. People are blind. They're naked. And they don't know. You should be grateful. Because of this message. Because every time you come to church, you know you are going to feed on something. Every time you come to church, you know you are going to feed on manna. The real living word of God. Every time you go to meet your pastor, you know you are going to receive the right counsel. Thank God for the end time message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. What is out there is wrong ends. People go there with trouble. And these men deceive them. They sell to them anointing oil. Anointing oil. That now take this one. But because I prayed for it. It is so powerful. So anointed. You just put one. On yourself. And on your business. And you'll be rich. And these people take them. And they pay a lot of money. For anointing oil. A bottle like this. One million shillings. They pay. When they can go and buy it in the market for 35,000 shillings. They buy anointing water. Because they don't know what to do. They've been lied to. They go to buy these things. All because the man has prayed over them. And they tell them, now according to you, the way I'm seeing, you have many, many demons. Spirits of your ancestors. I have to, uh, to deliver you. Uh-huh. Ah. And, and I said, now it has to be in a private place. So sister, 
Don't even tell your husband. No mami Because this is very serious. We are dealing with demons. And then they take them. So now remove all your clothes. I want to deliver you. With the anointing oil. And they begin touching their bodies. That they are delivering their demons. The men who are delivering them. They themselves are demon possessed. And these are souls. That are battered. That are maimed. They need rescuing. And you tell me we can't preach. The way we preach, we must preach to take it to The way we preach, so that all these souls, hallelujah, hallelujah, every one of them must be rescued. Oh, glory to God. This woman I showed you here, the first woman in Ethiopia, with all glory to God. We found her in a condition when the pastors had deceived her. She went to Dubai. She made a lot of money. She came back to Ethiopia. And she was of age. So she wanted a husband. They ate all her money. And the last so-called pastor wanted to rape her. If it wasn't for God that came down in that room and brought some kind of, of uh, shaking and, uh, and electricity was disturbed and she escaped. If it wasn't for that, she would have been taken advantage of. So we found at a time when she was disillusioned, depressed. We are, we, the brother called her on Saturday. But Friday night, she had been praying. She was praying. And she told me this was our prayer. I said, Pray God, remember me. Forgive all the sins I've done. Rescue me out of this situation. Deliver me, Lord. Send me light. Send me light. And then my wife and I showed up. When we came and she was invited in our room, the moment I saw her, I began judging her. Because she was in a trouser with a lipstick, with earrings and everything. She looked like a painted face Jezebel. So I began judging her. I, I said, um, it's a waste of time. She will not believe after all. But she looked at me. She noticed what was going on. She talked to me. She said, look, brother. I'm not here to play. I've been praying the whole night. night. Saying God should send me light. And from what I see, you have a message. But you are beating around the bush. If you have anything to say, say it all. I will believe it. Brother, sister, that moment, from that moment, my attitude changed. 
That's why if you know me, I am not a judging person. I believe God can deliver anybody and everybody in any condition. This righteous than thou attitude will only make you also a sinner. The priest came. He looked on the other side. The Levite came. He was very holy. He looked on the other side. When the Samaritan came, Hallelujah! Amen. He rescued this man. He rescued this man. Let me tell you, that is what Jesus does. This woman, in her situation, she said, I want to hear what you have to say. And I opened up. I brought the Bible. Talk about judging with the word. Talk about judging with the word. I judged her. Not in my mind. Not with a bad heart. But with the word. Everything I was preaching, she was doing it. And I was preaching against it. Preached against trousers. Preached against makeup. Preached against baby baptism. Preached against sin. She began crying. What was going on? God was rescuing her. She didn't see it as judgment. She saw it as salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. In the morning, she came with a gown which she had borrowed. And that was the only dress she ever had. At that time. And that was the last time she ever wore a trouser. God used that woman to deliver the whole country of Ethiopia. To bring the message to the country of Ethiopia. Why? Because she was rescued. When my wife and I went, what did we have? We didn't have money. We didn't have calmness upon us. We had nothing. But we had the message. This message changed the whole country. What you have is powerful. What we have is powerful. God wants to use it to rescue dying souls. Let your life live a testimony. Praise God. And the people are dying in this denomination. She now understood. Oh, they are all thieves and robbers. And I told her, yes. Jesus said, before I came, all those that came were thieves and robbers. Praise God. And what we have is a message to deliver those people. You see those people out there crying. Invite them to church. Let them come and encounter this message. You will see them being rescued. I don't care what kind of life. They may be demon possessed. They may be sinners. They may be depressed. This message has power. The gospel of Jesus Christ has more power than you can imagine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
the church is supposed to be a place where you find God called ministers. That's why a minister should not stand before the people unless he has heard from God. The only reason why I'm speaking to you today is because I have a message from God to you. Or else I would not talk to you. This is not a game that we're doing. This is a money-making scheme. When, 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 when Samaritan found this man, he took him to this innkeeper. And he told him, take care of him. Take care of him. And he gave him some little money. He said, the rest I'll pay when I come. Listen. If, Jesus, if this Samaritan Samarion. did not have confidence in this man, Mumusajo. the housekeeper, he would not have given him that responsibility. God has, God has responsibility over every preacher he calls. That is why he doesn't even want people to take responsibility over them. No, no, no. no. He doesn't want the preachers, people to take responsibilities over their preacher. You remember when Moses, Moses was called by God and God had responsibility over Moses. Moses was not a perfect man either. God never calls perfect people. God calls feeble people. But he, those who are willing and ready to yield themselves. Moses was a murderer. Moses was a man of anger. Moses was a, a, a man who had married uh, from outside Israel. But, but with all this God made him his minister now when the other brothers and people started speaking against Moses God didn't rebuke Moses God rebuked them even when what they were saying was correct so that taught me a big lesson. If I don't believe what a minister has done, I should stay away from it. I'm not going to say anything against a minister of God. I'm not going to be found making rumors against a servant of God. This generation of young people has no respect for preachers. That's why God has cast this generation. It's a disgrace. You find young people on social media talking to pastors anyhow. You find them ridiculing them, calling them Even if that man is not your pastor. Stay away from that. You young people in this church. We must be seen at any time. We must be seen at any time. 
be seen and found to respect pastors. To respect ministers. To respect men that God sends. To respect servants of God. Send nothing against them. But that doesn't mean believe their wrong doctrines. Stay away from such. If you can't understand, stay away from it. But respect the man of God. Praise God. God has confidence in them. The minister takes care of you. To heal the wounds. Give you strength. To encourage you. To return to your journey. To guide you. To enlighten you. Church is the house of enlightenment. Here the Bible, the word of God is used. To help the perishing get restored. Praise God. Praise God. I'm, I'm skipping a few things here now. Luke 10. 35. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, take care of him and whatsoever thou spendest more when I come I will repay thee the minister is to take care of the rescued souls the rescuer will take care of the expenses who is our rescuer who's are you who died for you? Jesus Christ. Say it with pride. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He died for us. He rescued us. He's the savior of my soul. He's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star. He's my friend. He's my redeemer. He's also my brother. He's also my husband. He's all in all for me. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus Christ. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. He promised to take care of the expenses. Ha. Some of you are hearing me. You now say, Pastor, we don't have money. How are we going to do ministry? How are we going to testify? Someone I may testify to. They may need transport. And I don't have transport. What shall I do? Even maybe I don't have transport. To go to them. What shall I do? Listen. You are not the rescuer. You are the housekeeper. God wants to use you. If you are willing. But if you are willing. He will pay all the expenses. When Moses started the journey of rescuing the children of Israel. How much did he have? 
They had money in those days. How much money did he have? Please tell me, church. Moses had nothing. And when he stood before the presence of God, he asked him, What do you have? God asks you the same thing. What do you have? Ask your neighbor, what do you have? Brother, sister, what you have is what God wants to use. Amen. What you have is what he has given you. It's a down payment. He has given it to you to use it. I spoke about using your abilities for the kingdom of God. That ability maybe it is hidden. Pray that God will reveal it to you when he reveals to you your ability God wants to use it. I said God, hallelujah. Amen. He wants to use it for his kingdom to rescue the bound, the Lord. Moses, what do you have? Praise God. I want to speak to you, sister. Sister Martha, what's the, 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 your daughter's name? Fiona, sister Fiona. Fiona. Praise God. You were not born blind. No. But I have good news for you. Listen. God is able to open your eyes. We have preached that before. And we still believe it. We are still standing on that. But here is the news I have for you. I read about sister. What is the name of this sister who was blind? Funny Crosby. Funny Crosby. Sister Funny Crosby. You may be happy to know. She was not born blind too. She got an eye sickness. And then this doctor came. And messed up her eyes. Using some herbs. And her eyes were messed up. Forever. She never saw again. But. She decided to use that ability. For God. She wrote most of the hymns that we have. She took it as something of value that God has closed up from seeing anything in the world that she could see him. And one man came one time and he said, what about you, Fanny Crosby? You are blind as a bat. How will you see him? And she wrote another song. I, because of those things that I was saying to her, she was receiving inspiration. She received a new inspiration. And she wrote a song. I will see him. I will see him. By the nail prints in his hands. By the nail prints. She knew she will not see him. Maybe with the blinded eyes. But with the nail prints in his hands. We sing that song even today. Let me tell you. Sometimes. Your abilities. No, you may not know them. God may make you blind for a season. For you to do something for him. Finally, 
find it out sister I'm challenging you I'm coming back to you my sister sister Fiona find out your God given ability it must be there and listen to me it must be for a season after which he will open your eyes if it's not for a season then he will still reveal it to you that was by inspiration and let me tell you church find your God given ability what do you have? He's asking you today. What do you have? What do you have? He asked Moses, what do you have? Moses had nothing but a staff in his hands. That is all God wants. Hey. Everything you have, anything you have, however little, however big, that's what God wants to begin with. Bring it before him. Surrender it to him. He will change it. He will change it. He will show you. It is more than a stick. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. What do you have? And he takes Moses and uses him to rescue an entire generation. He had nothing but a dry stick. Now here we find that the Bible says that he led few 40 years in the world Bible your clothes are not waxing old and your shoes not waxing old upon my What? These Jews had nothing. But whatever they had, God multiplied it. Everyone had a pair of shoes. How long do you take to wear your shoes? Maybe 30 days. Some of you. And you go back to mommy. My shoes are broken. And some of you, your father, your mothers, and, or, or, and especially mothers, are fighting with you. You know, you Only one time the shoe is almost broken. Because you just walk Some of you play a lot. One time. Two times. One year. Praise God. And the shoe is done. But God didn't complain for one day. What do you have? One shoe is enough for the journey. Every year he renewed it. Every year he renewed it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, forty years. Hmm. You, you thought the miracle was only the Red Sea crossing. There were more miracles. 
you thought the miracle is what you are waiting for. I am here in the name of the Lord tonight. And I'm telling you, there are more miracles. There are more miracles. If you can't see them, open your eyes of faith. Even right now, even before, there are more miracles you can't see. But they are here. God has done for you more than you can ever know. But you need to trust him. Oh, it is sweet to trust in Jesus. It is sweet to depend upon his word. Hallelujah. For the years, they never change shoes. They never change clothes. For the years, hallelujah. That is the God we serve. Oh, hallelujah. It will not be a false prophecy to tell you God will buy your shoes without buying them. God will buy your clothes without buying them. God will pay tuition for you without you paying. Is this not right? According to the Bible? God, when he rescued this man, what did this man do? He was enjoying the benefit. Everything was paid for. I want to tell you, everything is paid for. Your joy is paid for. Your school is paid for. Students receive it and believe it. Confess it. Accept Thank it. Thank you. Your school is paid for. Our rent is paid for. Our rent is paid for. How many want rent? It is paid for. Okay, I can see you are quiet. How many want land and houses of their own? It is paid for. It is paid for. It is part of the package. I say our church land. It is paid for. I know the devil is hearing me. And I know you will see it happen. It is paid for already. Hallelujah. Amen. Whatever you need, the master say it is paid for. It is paid for. Your healing is paid for. Your is just to enjoy. Your is to say, Today I need an extra towel. Today I need an extra towel. Yes. You know when you are in, a, in an inn. Hallelujah. I, I need you to wash my towel and change it. If you have ever gone in a hotel. You, you pay every day. But in here. The master paid. He said take care of him. Everything he needs. So the, whole, the only thing this man did. Was to say I need an extra towel. I need more soap. I, 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 need, I, I need some lotion. Do you have everything you need? I need lunch. I need supper. I need dinner. Everything you need. Is there anything else? Yes, some clothes. New, please. <laughs> I need some suits. Hey brother, if you are here and you need a suit, receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Whatever you need is paid for. You may think I'm talking, I'm not talking. He is talking to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. More miracles than you've known, than you've waited for, are actually happening now. Do you know how many times you would have gone to the hospital last year? Did you realize it's him who gave you health? That is a miracle. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory, yeah. glory. Glory to God. They took nothing for their journey. That was the physical journey. What about the preachers of our generation? What does God tell us? When you are going to Ethiopia, look for so much. Worry about how you are going to live. Worry about, I had a burden to go to Ethiopia. For a few years since I left. I've been praying about it. Sometimes worrying about it. Until God rebuked me. He said, quit worrying. And he spoke to me. One time I even said, I'm not going to go back again. Because it's always a lot of money. To go there. A lot of money. And so I, I, I said to myself, I'll not go back. And then God spoke through my wife. And rebuked me. And specifically told me that there is more work for us to do. I, I said to myself, but how God? But here is what God said. And he called unto him the twelve. And he began to send them forth by, by two and two. And gave them power over unclean spirits. That God has given us. And commanded them that they should be, they should take nothing for their journey. Save a staff only. Mm. What did Moses have? Staff. That is power. A staff is a representation of the power of God. Which is the word of God. If you have the word behind you, go! He will be with you. No script. No bread. No script. Papers or books. No money in their past. But be shod with sandals. But be shod with sandals. And not put on two courts. And he said unto them. In what place soever ye enter into a house, there abide. Till ye depart from that place. Listen. This is the instruction of Jesus to the disciples. Take nothing for your journey. So, so God, you've given me nothing for the journey. But you are sending me for one year now. He said, no. I think I heard wrongly. And I'm sharing my testimony for it to be able to relate with yours. And then I make up my mind. I said I must go to Ethiopia. This year. I shared it with a few people here. You know yourselves. I shared it with you. I told you I must go to Ethiopia. I didn't have no money. 
but I made up my decision. But I desire to speak to a few friends of mine in Nairobi. As well as to minister there. So I went to Nairobi. And I was speaking, going to speak to them about Ethiopia. And friends, I didn't pay the hotel in Nairobi. God paid the hotel in Nairobi. With all the brothers we went with. Everything taken care of. I made the right decision. God provided. Hundreds of dollars. And as I was entering the hotel room. Before I entered. I received a call. From someone I don't know. Someone that does not know me. And he calls me by my name. And he says, a friend of mine has given me your contact. And he has said, you are the contact for Ethiopia. And later on he would tell me, I specifically want to support your trip to Ethiopia. Now, make no mistake. I never talked about money. I never asked him about money. But he told me he had a burden to support something in Ethiopia. And God had specifically led him to me at such a moment. Do you get the point? I bought my ticket. Ticket More than one ticket. Ticket Long before. What was God telling me? If I've sent you down there to rescue souls, I'm going to take care of you. You are just a housekeeper. I'm just using you. But I'm going to take care of him. Do you think he can send me down there and let my family suffer? He will take care of that. Do you think he can send me down there and the church suffer? I found people who've told me ministers. Don't act like an evangelist. You are now a pastor. Don't stop traveling. Stop traveling. And I said, look, I don't send myself. If I go to Karamoja, God has sent me. If I go to Ethiopia, God has sent me. Praise God. And if I go there, God must make sure, God must make sure that he provides for everything that is needed for the journey. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said, take nothing for your journey. Pastor, how much money do you have on your hands? To take care of yourself on the journey. And take care of your family. All I had in my hands is going to take care of my family. God gave it to me for Ethiopia. I no longer have it. 
It's for my family. The Bible says, if a man can take care of the family, he's worse than an infidel. I am not going to go for a mission trip and my family suffer. I am going to prioritize my family. But I, I, I thank God. He said, take nothing for the journey. So what am I trying to impress on you? That I'm going to Ethiopia with nothing. But with God. Listen to me. That's my testimony. What is your testimony? Yours, brother. What does God want you to do? To rescue the parish. He says, go with nothing. I've taken care of you. And I want to bring it to a close at this place. God sends Elijah to rescue the perishing. To rescue the Israel. The situation in Israel. And, his, and, and Elijah was running. He was fearing Jezebel. And then God speaks to him in 1 Kings 17. And he says, You go by the brook cherish. I have commanded the ravens to feed me. The ravens are going to feed me. I have commanded. How can God command ravens? Which language? The language with which he created them. Are you hearing me? I'm closing here now. Listen to me closely. And Elijah went there. And the, the brook dried up. Hey! God told me my supply is there. But it has now dried up. Oh, let me prophesy to you a little bit tonight. It doesn't matter whether your brook has dried up. It doesn't matter whether your income has dried up. That's what I'm saying. God is able. The God that provided the first time can provide the second time can provide the third time. He's an ever-living God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God that gave you business for the first time can give you business for the second time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man. The God that opened the door the first time, He will open it the second time. That is that says the word. And then it dried up. And then in the same chapter, 17, 8 to 9, God comes back again to him. And he says, Now I want you to move and you go to Zarephath. Hallelujah. Amen. I have commanded. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have commanded. Right, right now I'm flowing with revelation and I wanted to hear you finish. I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Did the woman hear the voice? Are you hearing me? Did she hear the voice of God audibly? 
Can you answer me, church? Are you in church today? Did a woman hear the voice? No! If you didn't know that's the answer, no, she didn't know. She didn't hear the voice, but she received the revelation. That's how God speaks. Hallelujah. Amen. God commanded this woman even when she didn't hear no voice to take care of the prophet. She didn't know she had what it takes. But God had commanded her and when she accepted because the man of God arrived he said give me water. She wanted to bring water. She said give me food also. She said I have but a little. It's dry Said, no, no, just I said, give me. The man was speaking by revelation. The woman needed to receive that same revelation. And in a moment, she received the revelation. She said, All right, whether I die, I die. Whether my son dies, I die. Let me take care of the man of God. And she went there right away and gave everything she had. I said everything she had. And then what happened next? The man of God ate and ate and ate. Did God say, I will take care of the rest? God was taking care of Elijah. But it doesn't take care of servants only. It takes care of children also. Whereas he was eating the remainder of her food, God was very busy multiplying the rest. Multiplying the rest. By the time the woman went to sell, let me get the remaining crops. She found the thing was full. Hi! She said, Miracle, miracle, miracle! Elijah! Oh my God. The ministry of Elijah is a ministry of miracles. Can I announce to you today our ministry is under the ministry of Elijah. We have believed the message of Elijah of the end time. Malachi 4, 5, 6. Revelation 10, 7. Malachi 4, he says, Behold, I send to you Elijah the prophet. I send Elijah. If we have believed the message of Elijah, we have the same anointing today. Even in your life, Oh my, now I'm anointed to prophesy a little bit before I close. Listen to me now, church. I'm speaking under inspiration. If you will receive it, you will receive it. The God of Elijah is Elijah. The God of Elijah fulfilled. It does not fail. When he came down, the woman believed the message. God multiplied. Do you think it is history? current news current news God has commanded somebody to take care of you hallelujah Someone ought to stand up on their feet and say, Amen. God has commanded somebody to take care of you. You don't know them. 
They don't know you. But God has commanded it. Why? Because God has interest in you. Someone must be rescued. Because God had interest. In Elijah, Israel had to be rescued. God was taking care of Elijah. But also God was taking care of the widow. And the widow was commanded. And she didn't even know. God has commanded someone for you. And you didn't even know. But now I'm, I'm revealing the secret. Now. What do you need? God has commanded someone for you. What do you need, my brother? God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, church. The presence of God is here. Now. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and forever. It's not about emotion. It's about his promises. He works the same way also. If he promised something before, he does it again and again. When God is not finished with you, He's still rescuing you. He's brought you here in the church. What am I doing now? He has commanded me. I'm just a housekeeper. He has commanded me to speak what I'm speaking to you this morning. Hallelujah. And what it is impacting your life. Changing your life. While you are standing, you can begin to worship him and receive You can begin to appreciate his grace and his goodness and his mercies which endure for him because he's faithful. Praise God. He's tremendous. He's faithful. He's here. If he can take care of a country, he can take care of a people. If he can take care of a prophet, he can take care of you. If I, oh, if he can take care of a widow, just a mere widow, he can take care of you. You don't know how it is going to happen. I don't know how it is going to happen. But because God has a purpose for your life, He has commanded to take care of you. Oh my believing church, receive it at this moment. Let someone walk into that place place. of recognizing what God is doing right now. God has commanded someone. It doesn't have to command somebody. He can even command birds. He can even command birds to feed you. He commanded ravens to come and feed the man of God. So I'm speaking to you, church. He can command winds. He can command trees. He can command situations. He can command organizations. He can command companies. He can command people. He can command anything he needs to do to take care of you. Hallelujah.
That's the God we believe in. That's the God of this message. Why is he interested in taking care of you? He wants to use you to rescue the perishing. That's why you must have a heart for the things of God. You must have a heart to rescue the perishing. You must have a heart and a desire to be buried in in his presence. And God would use you to rescue the perishing. Your situation. That one, don't worry, don't worry. Our prophet says, don't ever worry. If God sends you, just go ahead. God will take care of all the rest of it. If God sends you, He will take care of you. If He hasn't sent you, then let the illumination take care of you then. But God has sent us here. And he's going to take care of us. He has everything in control. He never fails. Don't wait for me. You can go in and grab, grab it, grab it, receive it. Elijah did not just wait on God. When God told him, Go to the river, to the brook. He went to the brook. And God did his part. When God told him, Go to the widow woman. He went to the widow woman. And God did the rest. And when he went to the widow woman, he was not quiet. He spoke by faith. Give me what to eat. You too can speak by faith to your situation. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Come and worship him, saints. Just worship him. Get close to him with him alone.
mountain ahead of you. Praise God. Listen to me. Listen to me. This mountain that has made you want to give up 
Oh, you've wanted to give up so bad. Oh, yagala wulido, yagala wanika. By the authority of God is word. I'm rescuing you out of that situation. Hallelujah. Praise God. You cannot stay in that situation. His word has come. Take you out. Rescue you. And then take care of you. So your needs, he's going to supply. Have no worries at all. Believe that he's going to supply. Confess that. Believe it. Can I have someone who will receive it tonight and say oh, yes, yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Say, yes, Lord. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can the musicians play only believe slowly, please? Praise God. Oh, God is faithful. If you can just close your eyes for just a moment. And meditate about the things you've had today. Only believe his word. He's faithful. Even when you don't have the strength to go through the situation. Our God is faithful. Whatsoever you have need of. For he has said to the housekeeper. I'll take care of the rest. But for now, everything you need is here. I said it's here. Nothing impossible before here. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Before we go, can you feel his sweet presence here? Just sink into his presence. Say, Lord, I believe with all my Hallelujah. Yes, Lord Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. For all the impossible things are possible. I believe it, Lord. You are moving the mountains, Lord. You are doing the miraculous. You are giving us the assurance. Oh, yes, Lord. We believe in Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes.
Thank you, Jesus. By faith, receive it. Accept his promise to you. About being that, that you are alive and well in our hearts. You've not come to fail us. You've not brought us this far to fail us. But you are faithful, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise your name, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord Jesus. Friends, he's here. He's binding the wounds. He's powering in wine and oil. In the quietness of his spirit now. Listen to what he has to say to you. Just close your eyes and worship saints. So Lord, I just worship you with everything in me. You are taking control of my life. Jesus. Don't doubt. I have preached to you. But if you can open your heart now, God can confirm it on your heart. And you will walk out of here with joy in your heart. Knowing that God has spoken to you. Praise your name, O God. Hallelujah. 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 Let us pray. Katusabe. Oh, sweet presence of God. Oh, Katondo Kurunj. Look at these mountains before your children. Can you move them, Lord? Are you not able to move them? Are you not able to move them, Lord, and show and prove to them? That you are a living God. For a perfect work. A perfect work. I'm doing in your life. 
cry, I'm God and fail not. I am alive and well and I've spoken to you. Listen to the voice. The voice that cries out tonight. For even thus speak I unto you. I have rescued you. Rescued you out of the world. To be a people for my name. For it will come to pass. For you will take heed and believe what I have spoken to you tonight. I will cause it to happen in your life personally. And you will know that I am the God that failed not. For I am the living God. Saith the Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Yes, For you say to this man, God, do thou likewise. We want to do like you've done for us. We want to go and do all we can. At our levels, each of us. To rescue the perishing. Souls that are dying in sin and distress. Others in denominationalism. Doubts. Fear. Witchcraft. Drugs. Oh God, anoint each of us, Father, to rescue the perishing. That they will come to you and know that you are a faithful God. We appreciate you, Lord, for your grace and for your goodness which endures. Father Lord, even I commit myself into your hands. Lord, even as I remember many old time missionaries, when they went out, they would go and tell their families, if we don't meet, we meet again at his feet. Lord, these are people that you have given me, Lord, to be a shepherd over. You know I love them, Lord. With everything in me, Lord Jesus. And as a housekeeper, I'm ready to do all that it takes to take care of them, Lord. And Lord, for these few days that I'm going to be away, I ask that you will go with me, Father. If you don't happen to meet again in this life. Father Lord may they know. That it was for our right cause. 
realized there is war in Ethiopia. Different places, Lord. We don't know where you will send us from. Whichever place we shall go to, O God. That your presence shall go with me. And also stay with the congregation here. Anoint the ministers that will stand on the pulpit for them. Two or three services will be away, O God. And let your presence overflow. May many more souls get saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may take your seats. Is there anybody here that would like to be baptized in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ? Can you, all right, there's a sister here. Is there somebody else? Anybody else? Okay, so 